Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Rank Up, an on-page SEO podcast where we talk about technical SEO, content optimization, search engine news, and much more. My name is Ben Gary, and this week I'm joined by my co-host, Olivia Mayfer. Liv, great to have you back on the podcast. How are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. And I'm excited to be back as a regular co-host of the Rank Up podcast now. Yeah, see, I've completely removed from your introduction any mention of guest or like special (laughs) guest host because you are part of the furniture here now. So you just get the regular old host. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And we also do have uh, a first on the podcast uh, because joining me and Liv this week, uh, we have not one but two guests. Uh, We're joined by Rejoice Ojiaku, SEO manager at Incubator. How are you doing, Rejoice? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm very good, feeling warm because the heating's on, and that's a first for uh, the last week or so. So that's nice. <laughs> good. We also have Wilhelmina Gilbertson Davis, SEO specialist at BAT. How are you doing, Wilhelmina? I'm fine, thank you. It's great to be here. Brilliant! It's great to have you both. Thank you for being on. And alongside their full-time roles, Rejoice and Wilhelmina are also the co-founders of Be Digital, one of the first digital marketing platforms aimed at inspiring and showcasing Black talent. We're so excited to talk to you both today and to learn more about the future of the platform and what the new year has in store. And before we get started on the main topic, though, as always, we like to give our guests the chance to give us an overview of their journeys in SEO so far. Uh, So we'll start with you, Wilhelmina. How did you get to where you are in SEO today? So um, I got into SEO straight after I graduated. Um, It was my first graduate job. Um, I had an interview for a different role and I didn't get it. And they offered me an SEO position. I never heard it before, but I thought, you know, why not? Let me just give it a go. And I've loved it ever since. And I'm really glad that I had the opportunity. Oh, brilliant. And uh, so how did you go? Is this still the same role or have you sort of moved around uh, up to the sort of SEO specialist position that you're in now? So I've moved since then. So my first role is SEO executive. Um, I've moved about two jobs since then. Um, absolutely loved it. At first it was like this whole new world and you just learn so much. Then yeah. I kind of found my niche and I'm like, okay, technical is my niche. There's so much to learn here. And every day you get to learn something new and do different things. And even you change jobs, different clients, but the base is the same, but you still find yourself doing things differently. And I love yeah. this, how different everything can be. So yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. That's amazing. And if you don't mind me asking just a quick follow up already going off script, which might be a new record for me, uh, is we don't get many sort of in-house technical SEO specialists on the podcast. So I'm just curious, kind of day to day, what sort of things are you looking at in your current role? It's very different. Um, So day to day is very much similar to agency life, except for now you're doing it for one client instead of so many. It gives you that much more slower pace as well. Um. I sometimes miss the busyness of agency, but also you kind of have that kind of in-depth when you're in-house. So most times in agency, you mm. start projects and you do a certain section that you're, you know, that's your responsibility, then it moves on. But you kind of see now projects from start all the way to the finish. And that's really interesting having that kind of opportunity and perspective in, in-house. Yeah, that's great. Often we won't be able to see the the project all the way through. And also just with it being Christmas now, I definitely know what you mean about the busyness changing because I know Liv and I are definitely feeling that at the moment with uh, this time of year that we're recording. Uh, we also have uh, Rejoice, as mentioned. So Rejoice, uh, can we get a little insight into your career in SEO so far as well? 
Yeah, so I started um, straight after my master's. Um, I went into a graduate scheme at the time. It was meant to be rotational. Um, so yeah. I went to spend three months in PPC, three months in SEO, and, you know, and moving on from there. But I think the, you know, the agency I was at, they totally forgot that it was rotational. So they <laughs> left me there for like six months. And then they wanted to then rotate me. And I thought, no. I'd rather just stay here, thanks. <laughs> because at that time, I just really liked SEO. I loved yeah. um, what I was learning. It was a nice mixture of data and, you know, a lot of content, a lot of, you know, you know, generic marketing as well. So from there, I moved on to, I went in-house after leaving that agency. Um, and I hated it. I really <sighs> hated it. I left after a month. Um, and then went back to the agency, um, which was exactly the same agency Wilhelmina started in so um, I ended up becoming her manager and then um, we've just grown really really close and then I'm now here at Incubita doing SEO um, kind of like content which is what I like where I really really like um, I do like a mixture but I think content is where my heart is I don't really like technical it's you know it, it does bore yeah. me realistically it does well, I know exactly what you mean because I had I've had the very same experience in my career. <laughs> so starting out with a bit of both and thought actually content's just more fun. I'm sorry to anyone listening who likes yeah, it. It's yeah, a lot, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> it's more it's more you know it's more creative. Uh, you learn a bit more about you know how to speak to the audience. So I think technical is just basically fixing the website just for fixing the website's sake. And I think content just allows you to think about the users from a creative perspective, which is why I really, really enjoy. I love that. That's not going to make anyone upset at all, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all here for it. Um, and it actually leads us really nicely onto uh, the first few questions that we wanted to ask you about in particular, Rejoice, because we, we know this has been a, a really busy year for you uh, with talks through uh, Brighton SEO, White Sparks Local Search Summit. Uh, and you've also won the 2021 Search Engine Land Award for Advancing Diversity and Inclusion in Search Marketing. So, first of all, a big congratulations on what sounds like a really big year. Thank um, you. And secondly, it, it, what's that been like? What are your own sort of personal highlights? And, you know, what's been what's been the real good points of this year for you? Um, I think this year has honestly really opened me up to um, just the world of SEO and how involved you can kind of get with it. I yeah. think for me, I've never been the kind of person to just sit on the sidelines sometimes even like at university I'll be part of the committee I'll be doing this I'll yeah. be doing that so I just thought oh my career should kind of follow suit so when I was kind of encouraged to speak at Brighton SEO I think I think of really mean who's like yeah you should go ahead and speak I thought oh what are you talking about and then you know <laughs> I applied and then I spoke and you know I really did enjoy it and then I think for me the highlight has to be winning the diversity and inclusion award because I didn't even enter I, I didn't even know like I, I saw it and I retweeted it I thought okay great this is a great award I saw the award in general and and I didn't know people were nominating me and you know I was just like oh my goodness this is so great and I think for me it meant a lot because even yeah. though the work you do from a diversity and inclusion perspective I don't necessarily do it to be seen I guess I do it for like the, the black demographic to know that this this is here like BDIX was here in general or we are trying to champion this thing but I think it's very reassuring to know that other people in the community, especially the SEO industry, are taking notice of that. 
Um, yeah. So that was a really, really good kind of self-fulfilling, you know, thing for me. And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, my work is paying off, I guess. And, you know, yeah. my parents were really happy. So I think that's my year. This year has been amazing. I'm just hoping I can continue it into next year. That's awesome. And it's also just so nice to hear that in an industry where pretty much all of the awards are sort of, you, you know, companies entering themselves and paying to enter, that this was one that just sort of came completely out of the blue yeah. off the back of nominations from other people like that. That's so nice to hear. Um, and also, we know that in terms of your talks this year, uh, from what I've seen, you've talked about a huge range of topics too. definitely not making life easy for yourself and just doing <laughs> one script all the way through. Um and it's emerged, and you've said to us in our conversations beforehand that um, content strategy and sort of doing content in your job role and talking about it uh, is something that you have a big interest in, and particularly repurposing content. You mentioned as a topic uh, that you wanted to talk about a bit more. So, uh, why is this something that's stood out for you, and and what is it that you think is important to be communicating here? Um, I think for me the 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 whole topic about repurposing content is very fascinating for me because I think a lot of brands or a lot of agencies kind of get stuck into this whole idea that they have to create new content continuously. But I think it it, it shifts us away from how from the idea of intent and how intent mm. works because I feel that intent can change. So I think if you create content with the idea that you're trying to target this user intent, if intent changes, shouldn't that content change as well? Yeah. Shouldn't that content then be fitted to this new intent, which brings in the idea of repurposing and it keeps the whole idea of being evergreen within your strategy as well. So repurposing content is something I just think we should we should be doing more of as you know, brands, as agency, as marketers, try to repurpose the content you have because then it really shows that you are understanding that this evolution of intent that goes on with, with your consumers and your readers, that one intent this month may be different next month. And also intent can be season, uh, seasonal. So, yep. you know, so whatever guides you create, if you create like quite a Christmas guide to answer awareness, maybe create a Christmas guide for, you know, purchase and all those things. So I really like the idea of you don't have to always be original, use what you have and see what's working for your brand, see, you know, where you're ranking, what positions you're in and, you know, and then try to then repurpose it in a way of if you're an e-commerce and you have certain products that's not performing well in terms of ranking, maybe repurpose certain guides that will help you with ranking and bring about that in that way. Yeah, I think you started to touch on it there, but what's really interesting to me in all of this is thinking about this kind of strategically, like bigger picture, how how are you spotting the content that's best for repurposing? Like, What are the signals to look for that say, this is the article that we should be focusing on? I think I use um, SMrush, really. SMrush has a great position tracker. I think it's great to kind of see where your content is from a search perspective. So if, you know, certain keywords are, are helping your content rank in position 20, Maybe you can try to repurpose that. You can, especially if you're marking against search volumes and the search volume in itself is quite high. Maybe it's just you need to repurpose the content to actually target a, specific, a particular intent. And what I love about search um, SMrush is now it tells you the intent of the keyword. So now you can actually analyze: is your content answering this specific intent? Is it actually fulfilling that purpose and that searcher's need? So 
um, look at you, what your competitors are doing. How different is the content from your content? When you search up a certain keyword, where are you coming? Where, where are you showing up within, you know, search results? Where are you seeing your competitors compete against you? Um, and also listen to what your consumers want as well. Um, are your consumers mostly, you know, at, um, at an awareness stage? Are they at the buying stage, consideration stage? So all of that should feed into when you're trying to decide what content to repurpose and how to repurpose them. And that's kind of how I look at it. Um, yeah. And this is a huge SMRush, you know, shout out because I absolutely yeah. love that platform. <laughs> so that's how I see it. Yeah, that's awesome. And the other kind of strategic point that comes to mind for me as well is how much do you sort how much time do you put into this compared to creating new content? Like is there a is there a right balance to strike there and how do you know when you should be focusing on one rather than the other? Um I think the balance would lie in terms of um it, it doesn't take a lot of time to repurpose content. I think that the, the time it takes goes into the research. Right. Just for you to analyze what content is working well for you. And this is where the idea of content audits work. So if you're doing regular or, or monthly audits around the content you're doing, or every quarter you're looking at the content you're doing and the creating the audit around it, then you can know if you are, you know, what you need to do for the next quarter. So you can actually pre-plan ahead. I yeah. think repurposing content allows you to pre-plan, allows you to kind of place things in a more strategic way and maybe split your content up into seasonalities if you're seeing um, seasonal um, shifts within your buyer's needs as well. So creating a whole new content just means you now have to do content ideations and you have to brainstorm it and you have to do the keyword research. Whereas repurposing, you might not have to do the keyword research, just find the keyword gaps, find gaps of keywords you haven't yet thought about, which can be pretty um, use, um, easy to do again using SMRush you can yep. pretty much do it quite well so it, it shouldn't take you so much time um, and it should be quite quick and effective because you, you might not have to change a whole bunch of things you can leave the same meta title leave the same meta data if it's still within your targeted keywords and just change the copy of it when you put it like that it sounds it sounds obvious that you would put the put the time into this because it's such a I guess such a high reward for such a sort of minimal input really um but have you ever had any sort of pushback or any doubts about this uh have you found this i guess an easy thing to sell to other stakeholders or is it something that can take a bit more convincing i think it's, it's easy to sell to stakeholders because a lot of stakeholders don't actually have content writers so it's much easier to tell them hey just repurpose it you know um yeah. all you've got to do is change a few <laughs> change product restrictions here and there so that's the easier way to sell it um, sometimes it's harder to sell an, a completely new idea. Um, and if you are yeah. doing it in line with um, marketing teams, so marketing teams who might be running campaigns, and from an extra perspective, you you think certain blog content that the that the brand already, already has might be very useful to repurpose it to fit this marketing campaign, a lot of brands will be more open to it because you're not necessarily looking or they don't have to look for this new brand or new features or new product or new um, services to talk about within that within that blog. So you're using what they already have. That's much easier to sell than, yeah. hey, you need to think of a, a completely new topic, a completely new um, idea, um, and it, it might not be fitted within their own marketing plans. So repurposing will always allow you to be aligned with the brands um, much more easier. And I, don't, I haven't had a lot of pushback um, with repurposing. I've only had pushback with completely new content.
um, that's, that's where the pushback mostly is. Yeah, that's really interesting and makes makes a lot of sense. And I, I'm just I'm loving talking about this. I, I could I could talk about this for ages because I love it so much as well. But I know that Liv has prepared uh, so much more for this episode. So I don't want to take away from that time for Liv. Uh, so I'll hand over to you before I live, before I get too, too excited and keep going on about content for an hour. <laughs> that was so interesting, though. Like it was really I, I love just being like a fly on the wall for that conversation, because like you said, Ben, it now that Rejoice has explained it, it makes so much more sense like why yeah, we should yeah. repurpose content as opposed to just um creating new content for the sake of it so thank you for that but looking towards the future you're also booked to speak at women in tech seo next year which is so exciting like some of us in the seo team at impression are going and i'm so excited to go what else is in store for you for the na- the new year um so the new year i think for me i i obviously want to continue um with speaking um but less so than I have done this year and I really want to pour all my energy into like really getting Be Digital out there Be Digital UK out there so I think for the new year my focus mostly is just to really work with Wilhelmina on how we can kind of you know push Be Digital because we want to we have so many ideas that we're trying to do for Be Digital as a whole um and I really want us to get to a place of the platform where you know, we, we've launched more fully, even though we have launched, but we've launched, you know, better, bigger, you know, people are kind of looking um, at Be Digital for, you know, a place where diversity and inclusion is kind of being championed very harshly and really we're thinking about it, growing it. So that's literally where I'm excited um, for. Also excited to kind of kickstart a freelance thing, but, you know, but with the help of Be Digital. So that's literally where I am in it for the future. And for our listeners listening in, could you tell us what spurs you on to create Be Digital? Like, was there any moment when you both like turned to each other and decided to create this? Um, for me personally, um, I think I I wanted to create it because I remember like I'm not sure Willamina can correct me on this, but we were at Women in Tech SEO <laughs> and we were just saying to ourselves, Oh hey, there's not a lot of black people here. And that is no fault of anyone. That is no fault of Rage. That's no fault of anybody. I think at the time we went, SEO wasn't a thing that we knew about. It's not a thing I believe a lot of um, Black people know about um, as a career path. So when we when we were sitting there we're, and we we're counting how many Black people, this is just what Black people do in general when we go to places. We count how many Black people are here. And we just thought, hey, I'm, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's a lot more Black people here. Um, in in this industry but how do we get to them how do we find them how do we teach them that this is a viable stuff so and that is literally where Be Digital was was born but um, Wilhelmina like what's your perspective how do you think the story went because that's how I pictured it (laughs) yeah that's definitely um, how it first started because we were just at this amazing event and we're learning so much and we're listening to all these speakers and they're empowering us in this industry as women and you're already thinking that this is great. You're in this community who support you and the different stories from like learning and the emotional, like I can support you and understand where you're coming from. And we kind of felt as black women, um, we didn't have a space for that. So having that, having to tackle that being a black 
person and being a woman as well. So we're just like, we want to create um, a space for that, especially like Rojo said, we we were very sure like people didn't know about this. We were just lucky through our line of work. It was something that was presented to us and we're like, yes, we have to be there. So we were like, how do we bring more black people together? How do we let them know the opportunities are there? How do we let them know that you can be seen in these spaces? Because when I started SEO, I didn't know anyone who worked in SEO only person I knew was Rejoice and I knew through her social media she had mentioned it once or twice on her Twitter feed so I remember I DM'd her like hey I see you do this job and I'm about to start this can you give me some tips and that worked out great she ended up being my manager so for us that was um the starting point of be digital and this is why like representation is so important it's like what you're saying here about um, you know, not seeing people that look like you in these spaces. And I think this is why I love, and this is why Impression loves Be Digital so much as well, because you both and your new, the new people that you've brought onto the team, but I won't give any spoilers away, you you all represent, you know, the future of what the digital marketing community can look like. And it's so exciting to know that there are these future generations of Black and people of colour digital marketers that can look and see people that look like them or come from the same types of backgrounds as them and know that there is a space for them in these industries. So could you tell us a little bit more about what the future and the next year has in store for Be Digital? Yeah, um, so for me, what me and really Mina were talking about the other day is the first and foremost, um, this might not be in the next year per se, but the ultimate goal we want to turn Be Digital into is an agency, a digital, a creative digital agency. That is our ultimate goal. We want to be able to run a, a Black-owned creative agency and we're able to kind of champion, again, diversity and help people, um, you know, come into the creative the creative space, especially digital marketing space as well. We, we are looking to kind of do like events um, for Be Digital, start small and then go big afterwards um and maybe maybe in the future when we're speaking we speak as be digital you know and i i, I do want to change speaking as we join i want to change going to speaking as be digital uk because now that we, ha- we have a, a team of all together we're five black women running be digital um it's been such a blessing i kind of want to continue that that amazingness of you know we're able to bring on people to industry events conferences and run our own conferences teaching people we do want to kind of inspire ultimately the next generation of digital marketers and you know just populate it with so many different faces and so many different talents to add on to what Trisha said, yeah, that's definitely the goal for be digital I think at the core of everything we do is just um how do we do this differently? And how do we do what we wish we had when we started in the industry? That's a big drive for us. So lots of time we remember our journeys, how we started, what we wish we knew, a resource we wish which were there that we didn't get to, especially focusing on unis. Um, for Rejoice and now our journey in finding our SEO was quite later on once we'd either finished or doing our master's. So we want to start letting people know about a wider select uni, why you still have those options, why you can explore which um, area of marketing can work for you. Right now, I'm, I remember when I was doing graduate affairs, it was quite general. You would just hear marketing roles. You wouldn't hear roles such as PPC or SEO, lesser known content side or technical. So we really want to go into university, um, entering through societies, um, kind of doing like workshops with students and 
the opportunities which are out there for them, figuring out what works for you in marketing because it's such a vast industry. It's so exciting to hear this. And I think hearing what the end goal for Be Digital is as well, I'm really looking forward to listening back to this in a few years and seeing where the platform is because speaking on behalf of Impression as well, we know that the platform has been so, and working with you both has been so valuable in terms of being able to showcase any vacancies that we have within our company and make sure that we are reaching a wider reach of people and rejoice, I know, with the guest pod, like the guest blog post that you've done with us as well. Yeah, it's just so exciting to hear the plans that you've got in the future. And I can't wait to like see these come to fruition in the next few years. So for any companies or agencies or even freelancers that might be listening to this and thinking that they want to get involved with Be Digital as well, how can they work with Be Digital? Um, I, one way that we, you know, Beedit was always happy to help with agencies is, you know, if you have any, um, if you have any like job vacancies, mostly we're trying to push for entry level because we do have quite a fair bit of graduates, people looking to enter, um, and it's already hard enough if you don't have experience in SEO or experience in PPC prior to find an entry level role. So if you are like a company, you have these vacancies, absolutely share them with us and we were able to kind of share them with internally within the B Digital members. Um, and another way, one huge thing we're looking for is if you can sponsor an event. <laughs> and it's so cheeky to us. Well, we were trying to put on a, an event next year for B Digital members to learn about you know different aspects of of digital marketing to learn about whether it's you know cv writing whether it is you know a a topic within digital marketing about content about you know paid ads whatever we're trying to hold and host an event um, events but events um, do cost money but we're trying to reach out to companies who can sponsor it who can help us with this dream um and you know of course you know have that partnership going so that's another way, you know, for you, for you to help um, and get work with us or get involved with what we're trying to do. Reach out to us at all. We're happy to set up meetings and speak about our vision and, you know, how companies can better get involved. Um, what was there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think you've covered it all. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah, that's really good to know. Thank you for sharing that. And how can companies tangibly make a difference now? They can make a difference, I think, first and foremost, I think companies really have to ask themselves the hard questions. It's not, I think we have to move away from, do you want to be diverse and inclusive? I think we start need to start asking, do you have the capabilities of being diverse and inclusive? Because it's all great for you to say, yes, I want to be diverse. I want to be inclusive. I want to kind of champion this. But if you don't have that capability internally as a company, if you're not nurturing it, if you're not um, creating that space, that safe space for people to truly feel like they can be who they are, then you're not ready for that conversation. And we kind of have to be quite harsh about it. So I would say for you to really tangibly make a difference, ask yourself the hard questions and then actually seek out, you know, all these people such as Women in Tech SEO, such as Be Digital, such as, you know, the Black Young Professional Network, Seek out these people um, in order to kind of tap into their networks, tap into what they're doing, partner with them, speak to them, find out, you know, how can we combine efforts? Because at the end of the day, diversity and inclusion is not just a one company effort. It's literally a whole industry effort. We have to kind of pull ourselves together and, you know, 
you know, get involved. You can't be diverse and inclusive from the sidelines. Also share what you're doing if it's working in, in your in your in your workplace. If you are being, you know, transparent with salaries, if you're how you're hiring is giving you more diverse people, share that information. There's no point kind of keeping it in because we're trying to change our entire industry and that's going to help make a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Well, Amina, did you have anything else to add to that? Absolutely. Um, just to focus on a point that Lorraine, um, sorry, that Rejoice uh, mentioned, definitely transparency. I think that's the key to everything because a lot of times when conversations are had, it takes one person starting it, then everyone will add their views or opinions or they didn't know something they do know. So learning and seeing what other companies are doing can encourage other companies as well. Also allows individuals who are working towards, you know, increasing diverse inclusion in their own company to see what's working for others. And also it helps to keep um, everyone basically on track, especially Many companies over time can promise things. Having that transparency kind of sees the progress which is being made. Everyone can be held accountable and everyone can grow together. Yeah, thank you both for that. I think like you were saying, like the transparency aspect of it is so important too. So last question for you both. How can people find you on social media? And is there anything else that you both want to mention to our audience? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and um, Rejoice Ojaku. You can also find me on Twitter, but but bear in mind I don't um, I talk about any and everything that's important to me, and that can be from banter all the way to SEO, all the way to diversity and inclusion. I'm literally buried on Twitter. Um, and I think the last thing I want to um, add is that we need to be we need to be open to change as an industry. I think that's one thing I, I'm very keen on is the ability to change and we can't scream about a lack of talent if we're not making jobs to bring in talents that has not that is out there but they just need to close that gap for them to know that this job is out there for them so let's literally actually try and um put our money where put our money where our mouth is if we want talent let's try and create this new roles and let's try and look at things differently from a digital sense there's talent out there um, but they just don't have that experience so let's be open and training people from the ground up and that's how we kind of will start bringing in those amazing people who see things differently who want to be involved who are eager and hungry it's just that you can't be stingy with your training just also um to add on to that as well I think if you're somebody who wants to support diversity and inclusion you don't know where to start a good place to start is to support those who are already having those conversations um I realize a lot from Twitter especially seeing that rejoicing action just so great to see sometimes you might not be the one to start the conversations but supporting those who are can make such a big big difference and not everyone is cut out to speak not everyone is cut out to um, write um, articles that are necessary so don't feel that's something that you can't do there isn't somewhere for you to support like sometimes a simple retweet or sometimes sharing or giving your opinion on conversations already being had is a great way to support um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. My name is Wilhelmina Gilbertson Davis, and also on Twitter as um, Wills underscore PB. Um, similar to address, sometimes I tweet about SEO themes, sometimes I just tweet about life in general. So you'll definitely get a mix when you come to my social page. That's awesome. And can I also just ask if people want to get in touch with uh, Be Digital, whether that's about the sponsorship, like you mentioned, or just to see what's uh, get what's going on for you in the next year, 
uh, what's the best way for people to do that? Um, you can absolutely reach um, on Twitter. We're very responsive on Twitter or email us at info at bdigitaluk.com. Um, and also I would like to add, if anyone has any spare tickets or would like to sponsor a black person to go to Brighton SG in April, please reach out to us and we are happy to sort of distribute those tickets. If you have any free tickets left and, you know, you want to kind of help us get black people in Brighton SEO, because last year I managed to get at least four and they loved it and I want to sort of continue that. Um, so yeah, you can Twitter, be digital things, be underscore digital UK um, and our email address is info at bdigitaluk.com. That's awesome. Thank you. And we'll put in the show notes and in the blog post that accompanies this, we'll put all of the details for that and we'll catch up with you via email afterwards just to make sure we've got everything that we possibly can because uh, there's been so much that's been mentioned in this episode and we want to make sure that it's all there in one place for people to access it so that uh, that they don't miss anything that they've heard and like the sound of. Awesome. Uh, and that will that will do it for this week. So thank you both very much. We've uh, we've crammed a lot into this episode, um, both in terms of content and in the chat about Be Digital. So uh, yeah, thank you both for your for your contributions here. Uh, and this is uh, actually the end of Rank Up for the year. Uh, this will be the last episode that we're putting out in 2021. So uh, thank you to everybody who's listened to us over the course of the year. Uh, we're really grateful for your support. Uh, and my usual line is that we're excited to continue to bring a variety of voices from the industry into 2021, but I'm going to have to change that now and say we're excited to carry on doing that in 2022, uh, which will start off with myself, Ed, and Liv having a look back over the last year, uh, seeing what's happened and what we might expect from 2022. So look out for that one in January. Uh, but in the meantime, as always, we would really appreciate any reviews, uh, any interactions on Twitter, anything like that. It all helps us kind of be seen uh, and reach new people, uh, which is what we want to be doing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Ben J. Gary with two R's, and Liv is at SEO Livia May. That's M A E. Uh, and we are, uh, we're always on there, always happy to chat. But if you uh, can't wait for more digital marketing content, then you can find more over at impression.co.uk slash blog, uh, which is where all of the latest content from Impression can be found. Uh, and it's been mentioned several times in this episode. But as always, we highly recommend checking out womenintechseo.com. Uh, and we always like to point people towards uh, womenintechseo.com slash speakers, which is where you can find even more great people who are uh, writing, speaking about technical SEO and similar topics. Uh, so once again, uh, Wilhelmina, Rejoice, Liv, thank you all for joining me on the podcast. Uh, and we'll be back soon for your next installment of On Page Conversation. Bye, everyone. Bye.